The MK Mental Health Hour with Arthur Ellis Mental Health Support and MKFM. Good evening, it's Leah with you for another Milton Keynes Mental Health Hour and Happy New Year, it's the first one of the new year. Uh, If you haven't heard about the MK Mental Health Hour before, we do this every single Sunday evening at 7 o'clock with John from Arthur Ellis Mental Health Support. The MK Mental Health Hour and MKFM. It's Avicii and Rita Ora, Lonely Together on MKFM. Uh, If you haven't heard about the MK Mental Health Hour before, we do this every single Sunday evening at 7 o'clock with John from Arthur Ellis Mental Health Support. Hello, John. Hello, good evening. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Uh, So we do this show every single Sunday and I'm pleased to say that it continues into 2020 and we continue to help people with various topics in kind of a bit of a safe space. That's what we like to do. Yeah, covering things off shining a light on it and also providing some practical things that people can go away and do if they relate to anything in the show. Exactly and if we do have some new listeners that maybe haven't heard about the work that Arthur Ellis do in the community can you give us a bit of an insight? Yeah so Arthur Ellis is building a free uh, mental health support service for children under 18 and uh, we're doing that through a variety of different streams being training with businesses getting corporate companies to sponsor children um, because at the minute there's around 75% of children that aren't able to access mental health support for any of their needs so we're looking to change that fantastic and um, you've been very busy over the Christmas period you've had loads of referrals and things haven't you yeah it's been well mental really it has Um, been mental yeah so just before we broke up for Christmas we had um, we had loads and loads of we had an influx of referrals so we actually opened up in between uh, Christmas so that we could make sure we could see people Um, and then straight back the very first training day that we had with organizations was on the 3rd um, of January so it was up in Derby delivering some sessions so wow. we could help some kids back here fantastic <laughs> so yeah it was very full-on it's really good though we should say congratulations because you are finalists at the Milton Keynes Business Achievement Awards for 2020 as well we are yeah we've been um, we're finalists for two awards and it's best new business and business impact in the community or to the community uh, a couple of those which is going to be an exciting evening. Oh, well, fingers crossed for you. It's very, <laughs> yeah, very exciting. Um, so this evening, we're actually going to be talking about going back to work. Um, yeah. So obviously this week for many people, they've gone back to work, they've gone back to school. And with that comes a lot of stress and anxiety with various things. Yeah, absolutely. Especially after the buzz of Christmas and the buzz of New Year, all of a sudden you've got to get back into work mode. So there might be a variety of issues that people are having to deal with. They might not have had enough time to do life admin uh, while they've been on holiday yeah. and then it's a, a sort of a bit of a juggling act while they go back to work so we've got mark here from uh, team litica hello um, mark hi how are you doing very well thank Good you evening, thank you for mark. joining us so team litica then mark well tell us a little bit about that so i've got about 20 uh, odd years of running uh, leadership and team courses for corporate clients and what i've tried to do is create a, a tool that helps a team understand what it's good at and what it's not good at uh, with a view to both improving productivity, but also helping the individuals within their team get more out of what they do. So more enjoyment within their job, uh, learn more, and hopefully progress either the team and the business at the same time. Fantastic. And you're quite, this is quite new, isn't it? It's only been in the last year or so that Team Litter yeah, has so come about. The practical stuff I've been doing for, as I say, 20 odd years, yeah. very corporate, but the platform has been in about a year in design and development. And the idea probably within a couple of weeks will be live so teams can start accessing what we do and I can reach out to a much wider audience um, whilst I'm asleep. Fantastic, (laughs) brilliant. So so with everyone coming back with these issues, we're going to talk about what individuals might experience, how they can do something about it and then from a team point of view, what a manager might recognise at work 
if the team isn't working well, why that might be and how we can put some steps in place to solve it. Well, we'll be delving into all of those things after we hear from Whitney Houston and Kygo now. This is Higher Love on MKFM. Whitney Houston and Kygo, it's Higher Love on MKFM. Good evening. It's Leah with you for another Milton Keynes Mental Health Hour. Tonight, we're talking all things going back to work uh, with John from Arthur Ellis Mental Health Support and Mark from Team Litica. Uh, So... John, so many people going back to work this week, going back to school as well. So many stresses yeah. uh, that may have happened over the Christmas period and so much pressure. And they might be taking that into work with them. Yeah, well, you might think, oh, people have had a lovely holiday. Everyone's going to be really chilled out, really well refreshed. Rested. Doesn't necessarily no. work that way in real life. Especially over Christmas when you've got family to keep happy. You might have to travel to them. So all of these things, yeah, getting away for a while. But actually the... the stress and the different things that go on especially if people have got conditions they've got to manage whether it's mental or physical all of that builds into it Mm. christmas as well (laughs) because of family stresses and all of these other stresses people get under it's really really high on heart attacks and different issues related to that um so i spoke to a doctor from the walking center this week and they've seen loads of people coming down with things because of the additional stress of the holidays um there's also, uh, unfortunately, it's a, it's a huge time for people's relationships ending. So then you're looking at maybe changing in housing situations, there might be kids involved. So the deadline for going back to work doesn't necessarily change. So people have got to kind of sort all of this life stuff out. Um, and sometimes you can't get it all sorted before you have to go back. And that can carry on having an impact to the businesses um, that, that they work for and, in the, in the, in, and the individuals if they can't get those things sorted. And I mean, there is that pressure as well, isn't there, for New Year's resolutions, New Year, New Me, you kind of think you're going to wake up the next morning, you're going to be a totally different, well-rounded, fit, healthy person. For the next two weeks. For the next two (laughs) weeks, and then fall (laughs) off the bandwagon. But then it's actually a pressure in itself. Yeah, and that's why it all ends. Like, we, we can't sustain it. So looking at New Year's resolutions, making sure that they're sustainable is something we don't really think about. We think, yeah, I'm going to lose two stone not really going to think about how we're going to go about doing that or what impact that's going to have on us. It's just setting a goal. So when we get back into a routine after setting it while we're on holiday, once we get back into the day-to-day normal routine that we have to live through, um, these things start becoming really difficult to manage and that's why they drop off after two or three weeks. And Mark, one of those things could be finances as well. I mean, this time of year, uh, a lot of people might have got paid before Christmas and then it's a really long time until payday in January. And finances can be a very stressful thing at this time of year. Yep, I can speak from personal experience. Yes, I think we all can. We all spend too much. um, We all think we're going to cover it. And then suddenly the realisation in the new year that actually it's going to be paid back somehow. And the knock-on effect of that is if you are say, hourly paid or weekly paid, you might go into working more. So working more hours is great, you get paid more, but then all the things that you promised yourself that you were going to do, spend more time with the family or exercise more, you can't because you're working more. Mm. Um, so th- that's, a, that's a big issue for people. And it might even start making people think about actually leaving jobs, like especially with the new year. We had a chat before about the new year being change and looking at, new things and maybe changing your Mm. job um so obviously for individuals and that being quite motivating that's really really good but from a company point of view it's something that they probably should think Uh, about definitely being in the back of their employees minds having managed teams in the past i always have that great conversation at year end going oh let's look back at last year which companies are very good at doing and let's look forward to this year Mm. um, but also with a mind to keeping people motivated in their roles uh, because people do look around in january it's a great time of year to to start looking about 
but it also causes then the individual more stress as they think about what do I want? Where do I go? Can I afford to move? Can I afford to change jobs? It's going to be stressful for me. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to have a little look at how someone might be able to identify that within a team, which is something that you do within your yeah. reporting of all of your lovely team Litica stuff. Um, how a team might not be working together, how we could identify that. And then from sort of a manager's, would you say manager's or leader's perspective or just an overall company oh, that's perspective? that's a good question. We could, we could have a whole show on the <laughs> leadership and management. Um, I think this is about leadership. This is about people. Uh, management's more about process. So I, I would come up with the leadership and, and understanding your people and how to, to motivate and manage them effectively going through the sort of the first quarter. Okay, and well, we're going to be... off the culture of the all of that exactly well we'll be speaking to mark a little bit more about that after we hear from sigala ella air and megan trainer just got paid which place for you next the mk mental health hour with arthur ellis mental health support Sigala, Ellera, Megan Trainer just got paid on MKFM. Ironic, actually, because we're all waiting for payday. And one of the biggest stresses when people are going back to work, as we found out, is all about their finances. Uh, good evening. It's Leah with you on the MK Mental Health Hour uh, tonight, talking all about going back to work with Mark from Team Litica and John from Arthur Ellis at Mental Health Support. So, uh, Mark, we were just hearing about the kind of issues that people might be facing at this time of year. So we've said about finances, we've said about relationships, health, the pressure on time and things like that. Um, and you say that actually these can be kind of separated into three strands of thinking. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So one of the exercises I run with with uh, people in, in teams is imagine three circles overlapping each other. So the first one is family. The second is work. And the third is you as an individual. And the idea uh, is to try and get all of those three balanced really nicely. So they overlap and each has uh, the right amount of time and, and effort put into each one to give you what you want. So I imagine if one of them is maybe not having as much time, the other ones are slightly bigger circles and actually they can all impact on each other. Yeah, exactly. So imagine over Christmas, um, the family circle will be much larger because you're spending lots of time with them. And in the back of your mind, you're getting stressed because your um, work bubble's getting smaller and you're promising yourself a bit of exercise, but you haven't done any. Right. Okay. So this can then have an, have an effect on, on teams and things when they're, when they're coming back into work as well. Yeah, exactly. So um, imagine now you're back into the throes of work, uh, you're putting time and effort into it, and now the work bubble's getting bigger and you're getting home a bit later, you're not doing the exercise you promised yourself, so those bubbles are getting smaller and the work one's getting bigger. Because you do like a, on your reports and the reporting that you do, so it's cohesion, stress and morale. Yeah, that's right. So if you can imagine all of these different things going on for an individual, it could have an impact on any of those or all of them at the same time, I guess. It could. So imagine lots of your team come back and they're not very happy that we've started the new year, then the morale will be down, energy levels will be low, and then that manager's got to work a bit harder to try and get that team up and running and where they need to be to be motivated. Yeah. And on the stress one, yeah, you're, there's a stress curve. That's right. That's what it creates. And I can see it, but obviously people at home... Yeah. So uh, back in 1908, there was a couple of uh, very clever people that developed this stress curve. Imagine a a bell curve, if you can visualize that. On the far left of the bell curve is apathy, where you just can't be bothered. You then go up into through performance to the top of the curve and down the other side into um, stress and then into dysfunction. And it's both for those individuals and you can group those together then into teams. Because certain elements of stress is healthy, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. We all need a bit of stress to get us up and motivated and um, active during the day. Yeah. So with we, we see apathy a 
huge amount within mental health conditions. It can be a symptom of mental health conditions at some point. doesn't mean if you feel apathetic, you have a mental health condition, but it's certainly the beginnings of kind of a bit of a negative cycle. So if we talk about apathy, what do, what yeah. do you mean by that? How would that look? So apathy is basically, in a nutshell, it's not being bothered about anything. Okay. So if you are uh, relatively apathetic, it might be that you're completely indifferent to decision making. So you might, someone might give you a variety of options. Uh, it could be, let's take dinner, for example. What do you want to eat? I don't care. Oh, all right. That's probably something that we've all had or we've yeah. all battled back and forth with a partner about. You just don't care. You don't really have any taste for anything. Um, when you get back into work, you don't really care about putting that much effort into it, maybe not even getting up in the morning. It could be a variety of degrees or varied degrees. But basically apathy or feeling apathetic is that not really bothered about what happens, why you're doing stuff. You're just kind of floating through numbly. And so I suppose, I mean, there, and there might be people listening that can actually recognise that either in a co-worker or, you know, an employee. And I suppose there is another end of that scale as well, where people are far too stressed and they care too much and they worry a lot as well. Yeah, well, Mark, that dips into, is it strain that it dips into? Yeah. Or yeah. as you said, dysfunction? Strain or dysfunction, yeah. Yeah, so, so in our training, we, we do an exercise where... Um, we demonstrate what can happen uh, to somebody's sort of social elements it's called within mental health it's like their social environment right. uh, and this is when the stress that they've gone through on that curve if we can imagine that curve if it gets too far on one side uh, or the negative side then it can begin to start impacting a variety of other areas of life whether that's being able to fit in enough time for exercise physical activity hobbies uh, time for your family, time for yourself, all of these things then just start getting chaotic and you kind of feel like you're rushing around, mm. um, not really getting anywhere and that's when you've got loads of cortisol running through your veins and it can start demonstrating itself in uh, skin conditions getting worse or stomach issues or physical health issues and this is where earlier on in the show where we said about people ending up in the walk-in centre and having heart attacks and stuff over Christmas, that's the, that's the, the area of stress we don't want to be in for very long at all and i guess uh following on from that if you've got um a classic symptom of dysfunction or, or strain is people just work harder work longer yeah and mm -hmm. the decision -making, carry on their decision making becomes poorer yeah. and therefore they just keep going what they need to do is to stop get some support from the rest of the team or their manager work out what the issues are and then try and work smarter there's a classic phrase working smarter rather than harder right okay well we're going to be hearing more about those great tips uh, from mark and john after dua lipa now this is don't start now on mkfm still loving that one from dua lipa it's don't start now on mkfm it is the mk mental health hour talking all things going back to work and john throughout that song um you mentioned quite a surprising statistic yeah so this is a study that Deloitte did. Uh, it's called At Tipping Point, if anybody has an interest in reading it. It's quite long, but um, it's uh, basically only 11% of people will reach out to their line managers if they are experiencing a mental health problem. So that's whether it's a situational thing that's having an impact on them, or if they've been diagnosed with a condition, only 11% of people will say anything. I mean, that is absolutely shocking. It's so small. your yeah. line manager is there to help and support you. And actually, we're going to run through in a second about, you know, if you're kind of feeling uh, that you can recognise various traits within yourself, that support is actually the main thing that you need with, with both ends of 
of the scale but you know your line manager is there to help you with yeah. those things yeah. so 11% is an absolutely shocking number yeah it is so in the next uh, in the next bit we're going to be going through how a manager can help but if you as an individual have started to identify that if you've got all of these stuff going on that we covered at the beginning of the show and you feel that that's going into either apathy or the strain side of things if you're feeling apathetic around it there are a couple of things that you need um, in order to get you out of that spot so it doesn't have a longer term impact on you and one of those things is support that we had a chat about isn't it mark so either way it needs support but for someone apathetic they need a certain type of support that's right. So uh, imagine you're apathetic, you're at work. Uh, you don't really want to reveal this because if you can't be bothered, then your um, initial instinct is going to be that you're going to get told off, you're going to get disciplined. And you might be uh, working. The, yeah. the most effort you're putting into it is to hide it. Yeah, exactly. And um, you just want to get rid of the day and start again. The problem is if it keeps recurring. So what you need is support. And either you need that from your colleagues and that support may come through them because they've noticed you and they've noticed how you're reacting to things or dealing with customers or whatever it might be. Um, but they're going to give you feedback. And if you're feeling apathetic, then you might not want to receive that feedback. Yeah, yeah. What sort of support could colleagues do then? Would it be, because we, we mentioned about setting small goals and having little successes. So you said that was really important for someone in that kind of apathetic Yes. So your part of your challenges, if you're feeling apathetic, is to motivate yourself. So what better way than some success? So if you've written out some uh, things you need to get to achieve that day or that week, then having a colleague support you to knock one or two of those off of your uh, your list, um, be that stacking boxes, be that writing reports, be that a spreadsheet, then get that done, tick it off, feel good about yourself, and that apathy then begins to drain away a little bit, and you can start the next day. And yeah. I suppose that must build confidence as well with what you're doing. And, you know, once you start ticking th- things off and actually yeah. having those little successes, then your confidence builds. And then you come in the next day and you feel even more likely to do it. Because if you finish things, then that makes you feel good. But also then you'll get some feedback on it. And the feedback hopefully will be positive. So then you feel good about yourself again and it's self-perpetuating. Fantastic. And we said about lists because your list is very, very long, Leah, by the sounds of I it. I do. I, I personally <laughs> love a list. Um, and my list is normally about... 20 or 30 little points yeah um. the, the trick is to try and keep it to like six oh because if you're especially if you're apathetic if you're on top of things and everything's great have as long as this as you want but if you especially if you're apathetic and you haven't really got that motivation just keeping it to six is enough for a day and it's just small things so you can just tick them off get the ball rolling on motivating yourself and then you can go into the stress side or the strain side which is getting too stressed and you said about dis being a bit dysfunctional, yeah, and, which and, sometimes people don't actually identify themselves. Were they just working harder, staying at work longer, getting that report finished, um, getting those chores done? And actually, they probably you're going to be, um, your colleagues will see that in you and go, hold on a minute, why are they working such long hours, mm. um, uh, not looking after themselves? So again, that's stepping in, uh, receiving feedback, either from a colleague or a line manager, and then accepting the support that's given. Or you asking for support saying do you know what i just can't cope can you give me a hand yeah and you did actually mention that that stress and strain at work can actually affect your iq as well it's crazy isn't it yeah so if you go from um performance into strain or into dysfunction then um the first thing is the quicker you go back into it so you keep plunging back in quicker and quicker and quicker which then increases the stress and the strain and your IQ is affected. So between five and 10% of your IQ can be knocked off in decision-making because you're strained. Wow. 
That's so, a lot as well. I mean, it's huge. It's a lot. It's huge. So really, really important to be able to identify that within yourself. Um, also for leaders and managers to be able to support their teams as well. Uh, if you are a manager or a leader, listen up. We're going to be delving into that after Kung's and Cooking on Three Burners. This girl, which plays for you next. The MK Mental Health Hour with Arthur Ellis Mental Health Support. Sounding very nice for your Sunday evening. Kungs and cooking on three burners. This girl on MKFM. Hello, it's Leah with you for another MK Mental Health Hour. Tonight we're talking all things going back to work as many of us have been this week and the kind of stresses and strains that come with that. We've been speaking about the fact that there are there's kind of a stress bell and there's a you can be apathetic, you can be strained. Uh, we've kind of identified that if you are an individual and you can identify with those various parts, what you should do. Now we're looking at what leaders and managers can do to support their teams um, and we've just said about that statistic John about only 11% of people actually go to their line yeah. managers and actually that's yeah. the most difficult part so now it's really down to the the manager to identify it within their within their employees yeah absolutely and and even though only 11% of people reach out to their line managers 60% of line managers think the organization does enough to support so there's kind of this imbalance of the perception of what managers are doing and what people are comfortable doing so um, really from a perspective of apathy and strain if people are going back to work with all of these different things going on in their lives apathy as we've said is is relatively easy to identify if you're experiencing it strain not so much because you'll just be plowing through trying to get more done and just sort of burying your head in, in the sand a little bit about it so from a manager's perspective there's quite a few things that you can do to initially start the conversation in in both of these areas and then get some support in place so that person doesn't have any longer term impacts of it so if there are managers out there or leaders out there who want to start the new year right generally rather than focusing on apathy or focusing on strain how might they be able to do that, Mark? What's yeah, sort good of question. like a good, a good starting point going into a new year? So I think the first thing is to let the team know what's expected of them. What does good look like? So have daily, weekly, monthly targets, whatever industry or sector you might be in. Once you have those, then communicate those actively to the team and then let the team know where they are against those targets. So if they're overperforming, great, brilliant, big thumbs up. Lots of praise. Lots of praise and recognition. And if they're not, then help them. Uh, this is not about a big stick and slapping people over the head with it. This is about you as a manager working hard to um, get the best from your team. And if out of that, and you do all of that, and it's wonderful, but there's people who are like on that apathetic side, what could a manager do to give them the bit of a boost they might need? Because we've sort of said that they might need to have um, small goals as individuals. They could get that in place themselves. But what could a manager do to help given that boost so i think the first step is to know your team know the people within it and know what motivates them so it could be that a certain individual needs a, um, a kick up the backside uh, and a bit of a robust talking to that could do some people respond really well to some it. people do yeah some don't um, some definitely don't and that could be a, a big turn off for somebody so if you know that's not going to work then this is maybe um pairing up somebody with uh, that individual and saying could you work with them for the day getting those small ticks in the box to say that they've achieved things and motivating them that way so you called it the appropriate motivator an appropriate motivator yeah exactly yeah. and that could vary depending on who's in your team different for a different each individual and time of day yeah, so yeah. first thing in the morning it could be a, just a pep talk to everybody uh, um, actually at four o'clock in the afternoon it's about do you know what we just need to get this finished in the last hour everybody step in and get on with it that's about that's called situational leadership 
So someone with who's in that apathetic state needs really clear direction, small little goals to tick yep, off and feel exactly. accomplished, but then get the recognition and the praise for it. Exactly. What about strain? What happens? Because mm. we said people don't recognise that themselves. They'll just plough on. And from a manager's perspective, it might be that, yeah, they weren't all the work done. They're doing so much. Brilliant. This is great. But it's quite short-lived. It is absolutely short-lived. And what will happen is that individual will keep working harder and then potentially go off sick. And then you've got a bigger problem to solve. So part of your role as the manager is to recognise when people are stressed and strained and, again, put in that appropriate level of support to them. So that could be taking workload off of them, sitting down with them. Are they doing it the right way? Have they been trained effectively to do the work they've got in front of them? Or putting resource and people alongside them to help deliver what they, their short-term needs. And I suppose actually taking the time as a manager to acknowledge that they are putting that work in, show them that they're appreciated as well. Absolutely. And it's all too easy for a manager to go, do you know what, I've got my stuff to do. I'll sit in my office, I'll do my conference call or write my reports. Do you know what, your role is to manage people. And that means going out and talking to them, sitting with them, understanding their needs and wants and helping to them to deliver on their job role. And managers are actually in the same situation as, you know, the the, the employees, you know, they're, they're another employee. They've got, you know, maybe if they're feeling strained and things like that, then it must be difficult for them to then go to their manager as well. Yeah, of course. And they're in exactly the same position. So they're already part of a team of other managers. And they'll be reluctant to go to their boss, probably part of that 11% again, uh, to go, do you know what, I'm, I'm not coping because they're a manager. They're, therefore, there's an expectation that they will mm-hmm. deliver on this. But you know what, if their team is delivering because they're well supported and well trained and know what they're doing then the manager's job will be easier and give them more time well some really really helpful tips and advice uh, we're going to continue and give a bit of a summary uh, if you've missed any of the kind of tips and advice after we hear from ed sheeran and justin bieber now i don't care on mkfm ed sheeran justin bieber i don't care on mkfm this mk mental health hour we've been talking all things going back to work uh, with john from arthur ellis mental health support and mark from team litica so many helpful things uh, for you as an individual if you're going back to work or if you're a manager um and now john is going to do it in a beautiful little summary for us um, if you missed I'll any kind of essential part so go <laughs> for it John yeah so going back to work we might be going back to work holding on to a lot of relationship things anything to do with our health money issues all of these different things so the results of that with our mental health it might put us into an apathetic state where we don't really care too much or we're not too bothered and we're just floating through or we might be taking on an awful lot of strain so everything's really busy we're just plowing ourselves into work so if individuals, as individuals, you recognize that, then if you feel apathetic, then you can begin to start with listing different things. So trying to get a list of six things together so you can physically tick it off, get those little boosts uh, for yourself throughout the day to start motivating yourself a little bit more. Really recognize the little successes that you have as well and start taking feedback rather than being defensive. If you're under strain with that, you need to take a step back and you need support in order to do that. Um, strain's quite a little bit more difficult to identify. So if a manager identifies that someone in their team is working a lot harder than usual or burying themselves into work, might seem great from a business's point of view. People are doing loads and loads of work, but it will be short-lived. There will be things that uh, happen when, when ultimately they'll burn out. So that manager needs to recognize that the person's doing too much, challenge their workload, and take the pressure off of them by looking at other resources, whether that is training, helping them to work more effectively or work smarter, um, or other people within the team that can take off some of that load and maybe match an apathetic person with a strained person so they can start helping each other. 
if some manager recognizes that someone is apathetic, then they need to sit down, recognize it with them, get the appropriate motivator that works for that individual, whether it's a kick up the bum, whether it's a nice, more soft and gentle approach for that individual, and then start really celebrating the successes that they have and breaking their role down even further so they can get back into the swing of things. Brilliant. And um, all of this kind of helpful tips and advice is available in your expert guide, um, which is going to be on your website. Yes. Um, it's normally on after the show uh, tomorrow, isn't it? Yeah, we've got a specific mental health at work guide. So if anyone wants to go on and download it, our website is arthurellismhs.com. Uh, and it's under the support guides thing. You can also find out about our training or anyone who is experiencing this sort of stuff that might want some one-to-one support with one of our mentors, then they can find out a bit about our mentoring as well. Fantastic. And Mark, thank you so much for joining us as well from uh, Team Politica. And if people want to understand how to get the best out of their team, what is your website? It's uh, teamlitica.com and that's with a Y. That's for the Litica part. That's for the Litica. Lovely. Well, thank you both so much for joining us. Uh, John, what are we talking about next week? Next week, we have Dr. Raj on. Um, and we're going to be talking about depression because uh, it's Blue Monday coming up. If anyone's heard of Blue Monday, yes. it's like the worst Monday of the year. So actually, it's it's not necessarily. And uh, we're going to be oh. busting some myths and talking about depression. Okay. Well, join us next Sunday, 7 o'clock for another MK Mental Health Hour. The MK Mental Health Hour and MKFM.